Welcome back to another episode of Hoop Troop on the Shooter's Touch. Boys State Tournament time this week as we wrapped up the Girls State Tournament, which was a great tournament. Uh, Some really good teams playing down here at the Wells Fargo and some really good games played as well. But like I said, it's time to start the boys. We have some great games that we're talking about, great games that we're looking forward to. And we make predictions on 3A and 4A from our Hoop Troopers. And also get a couple surprises and put some teams on upset alert as usual. We hope you enjoy this episode and we also hope we enjoy uh, Boy State Tournament here this week down here in Des Moines. And hope we see you all there. You can't guard me in the paint, I'm an artist. See, I hustle on the flow, call me Rick Ross. See the troop get it jumping like a tip off. I play hard till I hit a rep, blow the whistle. I'm a player, but my game be so official. Welcome into another episode of the Hoop True, brought to you by Shooters Touch. Have to take a deep breath here, um, catch our breath, get ready. We had a big week of uh, girls' high school basketball, and now no rest because we're right into the mid, or into the boys' side. I'm excited for this week. We've been leading up to this. It's kind of what uh, this whole podcast on the Hoop Troop has been building towards the state week, and uh, we're excited. We'll get to that. But before, we have to talk a little bit on this girls' side. We were talking off air uh, on just how great the week went. Um, weather was great. That's always a bonus. Uh, crowds looked good. The production, the performance, um, everything on the girls' side uh, seemed to go really well. Got to congratulate um, real quick the five champions that we crowned this past week. Uh, 5A uh, Johnson Dragons uh, completing their undefeated season, starting the year number one, ending the year number one. First time in 5A history to do that. Uh, just a dominating season for the Dragons. 4A uh, ELCA. ELC, sorry, Esterville Lincoln Central, the Midgets. Guys, what do you think of that? The Midgets, um, how old are mascot? Where does that rank in state mascots? I don't think it's we can very, talk about that. <laughs> oh man, that was haven't they're obviously up in the Algona neck of the woods and so grew up um with Esterville Lincoln Central playing them all the time so it was not a surprise to me but it was funny when they got down here just a number of Central Iowans being like man Esterville they're the midgets like how does that work and you have the they have the midget wrestling shirts walking around Wells Fargo and midget basketball it was it was interesting I uh um but credit to them and that program um the ability to win uh sorry class 3a that was 3a um uh on on friday night and then flipping to last night we have xavier uh getting a good win big win there in 4a in the battle of the the catholic powerhouses against um keelan uh dyke new hartford going back to back in 2a uh and then the nightcap last night uh the garrigan bears um the golden bears finally getting their state championship that's been looming um, for now three years as that was their third straight trip to the to the state championship um didn't have to go through new Fonda. um i don't know a good bad thing it ended up getting close late for them but uh, uh the bears finally get in this championship in 1a so congratulations to all five of those programs um what a week what a season uh it was a lot of fun i know on our end to kind of follow along and watch that um, I want to get the coaches, um, both of your guys, a little bit of takeaways, uh, maybe some things you liked that you saw, some things that surprised you, maybe you stood out um, from the week that was the girls' state basketball. We'll start with you, Larson. What, uh, what's something that you liked or noticed um, that stood out to you last week? 
Um, I, I, first off, a good friend of your program and our program, this uh, Hoop Shoop as well as Shooter's Touch, I want to give a shout out to uh, Joe Seagrest, who uh, in his quarterfinal win got his 200th win, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so shout out to Joe. He's, he's a, just a really good coach, good dude. His kids go to uh, Norwalk and um, just he, he does, does a really good job over there at West Des Moines Valley. So, um, and I know he likes to listen in. Um, so that, that would be my first thing. And then second, just, I, I think it is so fun. One thing that is, I guess, so refreshing to me about the girls state tournament and, and just great job out of Iowa is the whole essence of the Iowa girl and the parade of champions. What a celebration it is. Um, just of all the good girls athletics and not just but in the pride that everyone takes in being a good athlete and a good person and doing it the right way. And uh, I just think they really have that going on. And you see athletes from all other sports there. And, um, you know, obviously some of them play basketball too, but um, I just, I really personally enjoy seeing all that. And like I said, just the pride that they take in being the overall athlete in person. And, and I think the coaches and the parents and everybody else is really proud of that too. And I think just like citizens of Iowa are proud when they see, see these girls. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's something where just the production value, whether you're there in the stands, um, the entertainment um, and everything that they bring to um, the, the people there that are enjoying or taking in the girls or mm-hmm. on the programs or at home, uh, both, both during the week um, through, the, through the YouTube channel um, or then on the weekends. It's just, it's just fun. It makes excitement um, for the girls. Um, for their parents, for everybody involved. And so it's, it's really neat. Um, all right. Um, so I know you had an opportunity, got a little, got a little work in. Did you, you found yourself on press row too, covering a lot of 4A games. Um, what were some of I your, ta- some of your takeaways down last week at, at the well? Well, just like uh, Lars said, a great event celebrating the girls. Uh, they do a great, they do a great job, you know, and you know, it doesn't just happen, obviously a lot of volunteers uh, last week. This week coming up, it's going to take a lot of people to make for boys a great state tournament. So shout out to both the union and the association for all the work they do. The uh, also, um, you know, the one I think the thing that really stuck out to me, especially in the foray, because uh, that's what I watch the most of. Oh, I watch a lot of basketball. Uh, is the uh, the the coaching, uh, high level coaching, the different adjustments that had to be made throughout the whole week. Uh, saw so many different types of defenses in the, especially in four. I mean, we saw Xavier that just pressed nonstop a healing in a one, three, one. Uh, you saw Glenwood in kind of a, a extended two, three trap. I mean, you, you saw teams in man and every coach, every game was just consistently making adjustments. And, uh, that's what I excites me about, uh, you know, the state tournament and, and these games is, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a big uh, chess match. And uh, so I, I just thought that the coaching, uh, the girls performed outstanding, but uh, the coaches did great jobs just adjusting to what was thrown in front of them. Yeah, we, uh, the, the, like the coaching has been, it feels like it's just come tenfold um, at all levels, uh, 1A through 5A. Um, and you'll see it again, 1A through 4A this week. Uh, we have some spectacular, amazing, fun to watch coaches uh, that really get their kids fired up. Um, like you said, I'm able to make the adjustments. Um, and just put the best product out on the court, which makes it a lot more fun for us as the fan. Um, I do have one comment, actually, uh, with the production and 
watching last night specifically came up in that 1A um, final. And Larson, I'd be interested to know your take on this. Tom, you, I, were you mic'd up back in the day? Did they have the, the mic packs on you for this championship? They did, yes. What, so what's your guys' thoughts on that? We, we had a few comments as we were talking. Um, the game gets close. The game gets late. Let's, let's take a listen into the huddle. Um, obviously, in the moment, that is the last thing you are thinking about is, the, is that pack and what the mic's picking up. Um, yeah. But how, how difficult do you think that is uh, with these coaches, um, you know, having to have their, their timeout with 12 seconds to go uh, aired for, for everybody to hear uh, the input? Well, it, you know, you knew you were mic'd up, but then it was no secret when the big old camera was sticking inside your huddle either. And uh, you, you sometimes you had to be on your best behavior a little bit. Uh, you also, I don't know if you, you think you're thinking about it at the time, but afterwards you're like, boy, I hope I didn't, I sounded like I actually knew what I was doing out there, <laughs> you know, because uh, it's not something we get every day. Um, but, uh, but I think it, it also just kind of brings some excitement for the kids too, because they're, they're like, wow, we're really, we're participating in something that's, uh, you know, totally awesome. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, put it this way. If you're in that situation, it's a good thing. <laughs> Larson, what do you think? Never had it. Never. We never had the mics, which thank goodness, because um, I that would have been a struggle for me. Let's just let's just leave it at that. That um, it would have been a struggle. Now, Tom is right about the cameras. I think it was actually the year I was coaching against Tom. Uh, the camera was right on me, and um, our best player just pick up his third foul, and. Um, as I was going back to my assistant coach, they just, I just looked at my assistant coach and um, I'll just let you know, my mom wasn't very proud of what I had to say. So we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. But she was a rip, uh, a lip reader, not a microphone hearer. That's awesome. That I, like I said, that's gotta be tough. I mean, you're trying to uh, get your message across. You're in the heat of the moment. Um, at the same time as a viewer at home, um, you know, as a coach myself too, it's one of the highlights of the night for me. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear this whole, like, I love catching that stuff. want to hear what they're going to say. Um, obviously have my own take or input on it too. And so it's fun. I mean, it is, it is definitely a, a, a unique take for sure. I will tell you, Brian, like, and Tom, I don't know what you think. The one weird thing I always think, and, and this, yeah, obviously we had a really unique situation because we played in an empty arena one one game too not empty but 100 fans on each side so it was darn near empty but the strangest thing is when you start coaching and it's the game you just you're just coaching and it's no different than a tuesday night in february like i at least it always has been for me like it just is the strain it's kind of surreal because you don't think of it like in the moment you're just coaching games because you're so in tune with doing that for the last four months that you don't really stop and think like this is different yeah that's good yeah that uh that's good insight from from behind the curtain a little bit so well good the good um so one question here too for you guys coaches why we're um why we're on you and transitioning this can kind of fit either way both boys girls side but it sets us up here as we as we head over to the boys side in preparation for the state tournament um, especially with you guys kind of coming from different parts of the state uh, you know Chris obviously your schedule routine from a practice standpoint how things work um, you know probably didn't change a whole lot 
Uh, but Tom, obviously you guys had to make accommodations and some adjustments and stuff. And so just touch on a little bit briefly uh, for the fan that maybe doesn't quite know from a travel, from a practice, from a, how do you try to keep these kids who athletes who are, 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 have their, their, their routines um, and like to stay comfortable and how do you make it comfortable and not try to let the moment get too big leading up. And once you get down here to Des Moines. Um, I can go first, Tom, because I know we do have different experiences. Hey, Tom and I have actually gotten together and exchanged film and talked and chatted at different. So I know he has a different experience for us. It was pretty normal. Now, I will tell you two things, and this is kind of interesting um, uh, because so I was talking to Coach Watson over at Northwest last week and we were just talking and he, he, he was asking or I think we were just texting and he said, um, to ask my son he's like any just tidbits like as a player is there anything that that he would advise and I thought this was really interesting the two things he mentioned were one how important he thought we always made sure to go to a game prior to playing because sometimes it's little things like looking around at the scoreboard figuring out where the actual score is because it's it's different when you're in the arena and so just being in there for for a game I always thought was important and uh and um, I think the second thing that, you know, really he talked about was shooting. And so taking time in warmups to get as many shots up as possible because shooting is so different down there. So those are just two things like that we, I guess, tried to stress or we talked about. And I know that he talked about to Coach Watson just saying things he thought about as a player. Now, in terms of our routine, we were in school and stuff because I tried to be as normal, especially game day. So, like, we always played on Tuesday. Monday, we try and make a normal day. Uh, or, excuse me, Monday we'd go, and then Tuesday we'd go to school and then, you know, play Tuesday night or whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Tom, uh, what about you? I would say uh, Sioux City experience is totally different uh, because we would – we would typically come down on a Tuesday morning, but there's a few years there was snow that we would come down on a Monday and we would be there till Saturday night. And that is a long week to be, be in a hotel. Um, we, a couple of years, this was what, uh, we always try to make, you know, create these mini traditions because, you know, it's, it, for some reason, those things make it, you know, well, we did this last year and it was good luck, you know, and so let's do this and let's do that. Uh, we stayed at camp Dodge for a couple of years prior to, uh, uh, you know, nine 11. And that was a really fun, fun place. Plus it was very inexpensive. Um, you know, and so the kids still talk about staying at camp Dodge and the barracks and things like that. Um, but we, again, you've got to figure out practice space, you know, Grandview is always good to us. Dowling was always good to us. Um, you get, so you've got to figure a practice again, like Chris says, we tried, always tried to get guys over to Wells Fargo. We wanted to make sure they had a chance outside of their game to just kind of go enjoy themselves and, watch some games and, and maybe not even games that had anything to do with what we were doing. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, and again, uh, you know, you go to the mall, you, you might go to a movie, you know, so you, you, you try to stagger it and, uh, and keep guys fresh. Um, I know my first year it was, we, it was all about basketball. And by the time we got to Saturday, I think the guys were so mentally out of it that yeah, by the fourth quarter, we were, we were done. And so it's all about, you know, because when you're three and three hours away, three and a half hours away, and the, the games don't line up, you know, it'd be nice if we could go home. But by the time you're home, you're unpacking and coming back. And uh, so, um, yeah, we, we just always tried to make it a really kind of diversified week of stuff. 
Just hey, Tom. Keep their minds fresh. Can I ask you a question? Did you yeah. ever think about trying to get to a place where you could shoot in a more open, like with standards and, you know, like instead of a gym type feel? Uh, I didn't. And what we had in Sioux City was we always had like the NAIA tournaments right before uh-huh. we go, go to the tournament. Now, there was always a, you had to get approval to do things like that, you know, because you couldn't create an unfair advantage by doing that. And and uh, but I also I, I kind of was always the feeling that the more as a coach, I brought those things up, the more kids are thinking about it. And yeah. so, you know, while I might, you know, shooting at Wells Fargo is different than shooting at the Grandview gym. I wasn't going to, you know, talk about it too much. I wasn't going to talk about it too much because, yeah, you know, uh, I figured if they're shooting, you know, if both teams are shooting bad, it's a, it's a level playing field. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, uh, is there some, Tom, help me out with this. Is there some unwritten rule where like Dowling just has to accept all other Catholic schools to come practice at their facility or how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, <laughs> well, it's, it, if you don't, you spend more time in purgatory. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, I would say just because that can be a lot of Catholic schools down here. I mean, we, yeah, obviously you guys coming from all over. That's yeah. a hard to schedule time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's why they think we should have our own tournament. There you go. There you go. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. No, that's always that's always interesting to me. And I, I know oh my god, whoops! <laughs> we got the Iowa game on here. We're get we're getting reactions all over the place. Um, no, that's great. Uh, I, I it always interests me with with you know people coming from all over the state and people who frequent um, the Camp Dodge experience. That's interesting. That 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 was a good one there. But I always wonder um, on how you guys are able to to keep things like you said tom keep things fresh and kind of keep them ready to go mentally physically into it without uh without the constant routines um i know i will tell you i'll tell you a quick story on camp dodge is they uh they have a they have a gymnasium on 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 the uh barracks right there yeah and you know a collegiate court is 94 feet an army barracks court i think is 128 feet I mean, so it was, it's without a doubt the biggest court I've ever been on in my life. And uh, so that's the other thing, you know, you try to get on courts that are, you know, maybe you can really uh, practice things appropriately. But uh, again, it's, it's, it isn't easy finding, you know, these things, you know, good practice spots even. So yeah, well, I, will, I-, I will say Grandview is always, Grandview is good to a lot of people. That's, that's good. Cause it can, it can get tough too, depending on where the teams are coming from. Um, you know, and what, how it all, everything shakes out. You know, obviously the local schools, um, would feel like they have a little bit of an advantage to be able to, um, Larson, like you said, kind of go try to make a normal day of it. Um, practicing your own gym, kind of go through your own processes, but, uh, um, yeah, and some some maybe exact opposite. You remove them from some of those distractions, and now all of a sudden they lock in. And so it's always interesting from a fan's perspective to see kind of what's going on. Um, and so with that, let's let's turn our, turn turn the eye to the boys' side um, and see what we like and what's going on. Um, we do have uh, we started jumped right into the coaches. We do have Tony and Adam um, with us today that we're going to get some input and some picks and some predictions um, as these guys uh, had had a little bit of a ability to watch watch this Iowa game as we lead into this. Um, but I do want to go through uh, and and get some of your guys's what some of your takes, what some of the things you're looking forward to, what you're excited about in both 
Um, we'll start in the 3A on the 3A side, well, and then we'll wrap up on the 4A. Some of the games, um, maybe future games. Uh, what 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 gets you excited on the 3A side? We've been talking a lot about 3A uh, leading up to this point. I think we're all in agreement that uh, it's pretty wide open. Um, other than our 3A specialist Doug, who can't be with us tonight, but Doug did phone in some 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 information in which that he says Decora is better than we think, and that's his new pick for Doug <laughs> in 3A. I'll make it for him. He's going. He's going with the Decor Vikings um, as his 3A champion. I wish he was here to set it up. He always does a great job of explaining why. But um, I'll get that out there. So Doug picking Decor on 3A. Um, Larson, let's start with you. What uh, What are some some matchups that you're looking forward to? What do you see? Um, what excites you most about that bracket in 3A? Just Just to be clear, does anybody have an official stat? Uh, has Doug picked? more than half of the teams so far that are in the field left at some point in time um looking down at it he picked dcg at one point mm-hmm. yeah carol now he picked carol Pick carol <laughs> he's got he's got uh he picked winter set, i think right winter set see so i think he's he's over 50 percent chance so good for him he might he might actually win uh no, I'm just really excited. I, I think these games are are really um, shaping up to be great. I, I, I am a big believer that the state tournament, like, it's great to get there, but winning your first game and once you get to play in that semifinal game, to me, is really when it starts. And I don't mean that, like, to sound like it. Obviously, if you make state, it's a great accomplishment. But if you make state and you go play your morning or afternoon game and you're out right away, it's almost misery. You know, I, we had that happen one time and it's just, it's tough. And so I'm really excited about these first round matchups in three, a, cause I honestly think you're going to see four really good games. Um, in terms of, of the bracket, I think I, since Doug took Decora, I'm not just going to follow that. I'm going to stick with the little Hawkeye conference and I'm going to, you know, it's going to be kind of unprecedented. I think they're going to follow. We're going to have the fourth, fourth year in a row for little Hawkeye. And, uh, um, I think DCG is going to get it done is, is my pick. And, um, but of all the games, I don't think, you know, Carol took them to overtime on a neutral floor. Um, I, I just, I, I, as I look at it, I don't see any of these games being like, no doubt, you know, we know who's going to win. Um, obviously, Winterset's playing great basketball and we know, you know, they've had a tragic weekend down there and I, I just know their community well enough to know that they are really going to be behind, be behind this team because they're just tough, hard nosed people. And so they'll, they'll look at adversity as an opportunity. So I think they have a great chance. I think assumption has a great chance. And I'm not just saying that to, I just think all these teams are really, really well balanced and really good and well coached. So that's going to make for an awesome tournament, though. But my pick is DCG. DCG. All right. Going, going with the Mustangs. All right. Um, uh, Tony, let's say let's uh, jump over to your side. Um, specifically, obviously, what you're looking forward to, um, but covering your side of the state, uh, a little bit deeper dive. What, what do we got on Marion? What do we got on Assumption? Central DeWitt, what, what can you tell us, and what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I, I... Chris mentioned that all 
all four of those first round games are going to be really good. I think um, the one I'm looking forward to the most is that two seven between Deborah and Central DeWitt. Um, really weird, interesting contrast in styles there. Uh, Central DeWitt obviously has the big kid Sean Gilbert, who's like six nine, um, two ninety, and really skilled. And Decora's biggest kid is six three, six four, but they're super fast. So I'm going to be interested to see what they what they come up with to combat Gilbert and see if see if they try to maybe put him in some ball screen action on the offensive end and try to maybe get him into some foul trouble early. Um, Marion's got a really good backcourt. Um, Grayson Lobby is uh, one of the best scorers in the state right now. Um, really good shooter who had a huge summer uh, with the Iowa Barnstormers, um, kind of improving his all-around offensive game and has, has taken his play up a notch uh, this year. And then they've got a, another kid on the perimeter with him named Alex Moda, who's headed to play Iowa or headed to play football at Iowa and gives them a, a lot of athleticism there on the perimeter alongside lobby. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a really, really fun 3A tournament. I think um, most years, uh, I think you can probably, probably say that only three or four of the teams in the tournament actually have a chance to win it. I think all eight of them this year have a chance. Uh, that you can make really good arguments for all eight of them. So what about Assumption? What can, uh, I know we talked yep. a little bit about them. You and I obviously picked uh, picked them to come through uh, that sub-state. Um, congrats to us. Um, what what about them? Yeah, so so since I've improved, uh, the 6'9 Croatian became eligible. They're 13-2 and two now, uh, riding a 10-game winning streak. And they've they've got a lot of experience um, from kids that played at the state tournament last year uh, with Noah Mack, JJ Stratman, Jay Costello, um, all three kids who shoot like 37, 38% from behind the arc. Uh, so they can put a lot of shooting on the floor around through who shoots over 50% from three himself while being six, nine and being able to score inside. Um, and obviously they play in the Mac. So, against a lot of 4A schools, so they're not going to be intimidated by any of the teams that they run up against. They've seen all sorts of different styles playing in that league and um, have have one of the most difficult players to match up with in the in the field in Frug and then a lot of shooting and experience around him. And uh, the Knights are actually my pick to, to win the 3A title. We got them beating Dallas Center Grimes in the championship. I like it. I like it. Um, so you're telling me uh, on your breakdown that the Wildcats are going to have their hands full then um, in that first round. I know we don't know a ton on ton on Humboldt. Um, obviously, I'm pulling from them just for the area. But, uh, yeah, it sounds like a, t- a tough matchup against the Knights in round one. So, all right, Tom, what are you, uh, what are you looking forward to? I know by, by the time we get to the end of this, we're going to have this pretty much broke down. But uh, what do you see? What do you like? Um, what are you anxious for? Well, I, I am I am anxious to see this Humboldt assumption game. Um, I, I I have to tell you, I didn't give Humboldt much street cred uh, throughout the season. I didn't give them much of a chance. I mean, I thought their schedule was maybe a little soft, but again, as we've learned, the only thing predictable in three eighty this year was there's nothing predictable, and so uh, somehow uh, you know they did a great job, came through that substate one and. Uh, talking to Dave Rowan at Lamar's he says you know what he says don't count them out these guys they've got a lot of kids that can play the game of basketball and you know the thing that again 
I'm not betting this, but my upset alert would be this game because Humboldt is a team that hasn't been there for a long time. And if you, man, if you, when you're going to your first state tournament in a while, man, you just, you, it means more to you. If assumption doesn't take them serious, uh, they could be in for a fight. Now, that being said, I've got assumption win, like Tony, I've got assumption winning it because I, I just don't think when there's uh, an even playing field, you know, I like winter set too. That's my, that's my other side. I got winter set assumption in the final, but I think uh, when it comes down to it, it's kind of like the Xavier game uh, in girls last week. Xavier just, you know, they're battle tested throughout the year. When you're battle tested, that's uh, in an even playing field. I think that's, uh, that's what separates the, the men from the boys. I think it's, uh, I, I feel like you see it a lot where th that first game, you know, like you said, you kind of got to come in focused, prepared, um, you know, it might be a half, uh, it might be a quarter, whatever it is, uh, you know, one team in this case, maybe the Wildcats come out, um, hit them in the mouth and then it's, how do you respond? And then a team like assumption, you know, when they respond, then that could be bad news for everybody else. Cause it's, uh, they get that wake up call and then they yeah. start putting the pieces together. And then that's how you, you win three quick games and go home state champions. So, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Interesting to see. So we got two assumption. Uh, we have a Decora and we have Dallas Center Grimes. Adam, who are you taking out of three A? What uh, What do you like? Um, who's your pick uh, in the three A bracket? Yeah, um, as everybody said, I'm excited about all of these games, these first round games. Um, the two teams I've seen play the most are um, Mustangs from Dallas Center Grimes and Winterset. Um, you know, I will say that I think the winner is going to be one of those two, and I will go with Dallas Center um, just because I think Coach Rank is going to have them ready to go. They got um, a few upperclassmen um, on the on the roster that uh, you know maybe um, you know can handle handle the pressure of the state tournament, can handle the big lights of the state tournament um, a little bit better. Um, here than some of these teams, but I think the winner of that will win it. But I do think that um, Assumption will be will be there in the finals as well. Um, but I'm going Dallas Center Grimes and uh, the Mustangs. All right, so we got two for DCG, two for Assumption, and uh, Doug's going with Decora. Um, and so that I guess that leaves me, and I, I kind of want to try to to go against the grain a little bit, but I just I don't see any way. Um, based off of what I what I've kind of seen and known, I do think to your guys' point, I think Dallas Center, uh, uh, DCG, and Winter Set in that second round is going to be a phenomenal game. Um, obviously, those teams know know each other very well, um, and so that's going to be a little bit of a slugfest. And ultimately, I think that they're going to um, end up taking it out of each other and have a tough game. Um, Whereas we mentioned earlier, Assumption it might get it might get a little scare in the first round. Um, but I think they're going to get things grooving and not have as much trouble in the second going to that championship game, uh, past experience or a league play. Uh, I got to go with the Knights. So I'm going to, I'm going to side, uh, with, uh, with Tony and Tom and, and take assumption. Um, if I had to pick, I, I'm going to take, I'm just Larson brought up. I'm going to take winter set coming out of the top side of that. Um, because the community is going to rally around, uh, as you said, Larson, just complete devastation down there um, this weekend. I think what did we? I, I thought I saw six confirmed dead, which is just awful. I mean, absolutely awful situation. Um, 
add that to the situation last week um, with 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 the young men out um, in that whole situation. There, there's a lot going on. There's gonna be some some heavy hearts, uh, some complete grit that's got to come from it. Um, I do think they respond well coached, seem to, seem to uh, really kind of rally around each other. And so winner set assumption would set up for a great final. I'm taking assumption in 3A. Can't wait to see how it shakes out. We miss anything in 3A before we go to 4A. I just want to clarify, I have Decora on the other side. So I got Decora Dallas Grimes uh, in my final as well. That'd be a good one. And and I know we talked about it a little bit, but I just think we'd be uh, remiss not to mention not only Josh Henry, uh, a great coach, but he's a leader of the community. And um, I just, I, you know, like I said, I know it's tough times, but he um, personifies what leadership is. And, um, you know, I, I just I, I think he is, you know, toughness and grit comes out during the toughest times. And I know he will be uh, do a great job this week, just getting his team ready to play, but also leading his community. Well said. Yeah, uh, that'll be, it'll be fun one to watch as we, as we've said, what now feels like a thousand times that three A is going to be fun. It's nice when you have um, the parody that the three A does have because it sets up for some really great games. Um, we could be completely off and um, none of our picks even make to finals if, if things shake out and get a little wild, but uh, um, that makes it more fun for us as a fans to be, to be able to watch and take that in. So let's turn our eyes to um Turn our eyes to 4A um, and take a look at um, this bracket. So back up your way, Larson. Um, what are you excited for? What jumps out at you? Um, some of the matchups that you've got a close eye on. I absolutely, I, again, I'm just excited as I look at all these matchups. And uh, the way the bracket shook out was, was kind of fun and intriguing because, uh, you know, I, I will tell you, I think it sets up to be uh, – the semifinal matchups uh, get really interesting because, uh, you know, minus Kennedy and Waukee, it seems like, you know, kind of the the, the east side and the, the, I guess, central Iowa side were kind of playing each other. So on my bracket, I got Ames and Northwest in one semi. I got Northwest getting through there. You know, I um, we, we've talked about them all year. And, and um, I just, I think that having the best player in the tournament, and, and well, I shouldn't say that Lipsy is, is obviously maybe maybe the best player but i think price sanford maybe is the best scorer in the tournament so i have those two and then cedar falls and johnston getting through and in my final i am going with ames and johnston is is my pick but my winner of the final johnston Ooh, a little surprise i i get it I just, um, they were there last year and they were so close. I know that I watched them get a little bit of a scare and early against Norwalk. And I think sometimes that helps give you your wake up call. And uh, I know they came out and, and I think played a, probably a little more complete game and, and, and a credit to Norwalk and, and what they did to, to do that. But a lot of times when you see that happen early in a tournament, it's kind of sparks teams. They have two great seniors um, in, uh, Trey Lewis and Steven Kramer and um, just, you know, guys know, I've talked about just great coaching um, there in the past. So 
that's what my head says. My heart's obviously going with it with, with my guy, Coach Watson in Northwest. So we'll see what happens. Ooh, I like it. I, I'm here for that. So that's, uh, that's good. That's exciting. Um, all right, Tony, uh, what do you have? Obviously highlights um, that you're looking forward to matchups. And then ultimately you got to help us out with that, with that east side of the state, Burlington, Kennedy, Prairie. What can you tell us? Cedar Falls too. Yeah. I got to know about Cedar Falls. Yeah. So I've got the same four uh, winning those first round games as Chris does same championship game, but I'm siding with Ames as the champion. Um, Adam number one to start the year and I close with them being the number one team in the state. Um, haven't lost to a team from Iowa at full strength um, with those two, two losses to Iowa teams coming with Taman sidelined with the hamstring and he's come back and looks like his usual self, it seems. Um, so best defensive team in the state with, with the best point guard in the state, I'm going to go with Ames there. Um, they've got a, an interesting game against Burlington in that first round. You know, Burlington's kind of come out of nowhere, um, winning 10 out of their last 11 to, to get into the state tournament. Um, knocked off PV, who had been undefeated before that sub-state final. Uh, they've got a couple really, really athletic uh, wings, Marion Davis and Marquise Lewis. Uh, both are like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, wings. We're long and athletic and, and look to attack the rim, but they're just not a very good three-point shooting team and I think you're going to see Ames just kind of pack the paint there and cut off their driving lanes um the the 2-7 game between Cedar Falls and Prairie is interesting um Cedar Falls is probably the hottest team in the state right now 16 game winning streak um but their last loss came to that Prairie team um back in early January so Prairie certainly knows that that they can play with the Tigers and um Cedar Falls, led by Trey Campbell, who's headed to UNI to play. Um, really quick guard with um, the ability to take over the game, even when he's not scoring because of how good a, a playmaker he is for his teammates. Uh, and then they've got a, a junior wing named Dallas Bear, who's like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, and shoots the crap out of the ball. Um, Prairie's a, a bigger physical team that, that really likes to pound you inside. Um, you got a kid named Gabe, Gabe Burkle who's going to Iowa State to play football and everything kind of runs through him. And then the, that 4-5 game between Kennedy and Northwest is going to be fantastic. Um, two teams that really like to get up and down. Um, Kennedy's got three really good guards that they lean on. Um, Colby Dolphin and Kenzie Reed. And then uh, a senior named Carson Blitz who shoots it really well. Uh, I just don't know if they're going to have have the size on the perimeter to, to have anybody who can slow down uh, Price Sanford. So Price has a big game and, and Northwest should, should probably advance past Kennedy, but that should be a really fun game. Yeah. I feel like that's the one that uh, in that first round that I have, have the closest eye on. I think that one, obviously four or five makes sense that it should be, but uh, not, not always the case, but that, uh, that matchup seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then, yeah, obviously the prize is likely, uh, getting to face Ames, uh, there in that, uh, semifinal round. So I'll be anxious to see, uh, what happens on that, um, here coming up this week. And so Tom, uh, what are you looking forward to, uh, in this 4A region? I mean, I kind of feel bad. We can't, we can't get your, your, your side of the state, uh, represent, <laughs> represented here. Laura. You know I was feeling it was like I look at these teams. I'm like, you know, I've seen them play zero times this year. 
the, but that doesn't mean I haven't watched a lot of these schools at the state tournament. I've watched a lot of these coaches. So I'm ta- I'm making my picks based upon what uh, historically I've kind of felt when I've watched these teams and kind of their, uh, you know, what I think about them. Uh, you know, and obviously Northwest is new. Uh, I've got the same four advancing out of that first year. I've got Northwest and Ames, Cedar Falls and Johnson that most people do. But I'm going to buck the curve a little bit, okay? I'm going with Ames over Northwest, which I know some of you guys have. But I'm taking Cedar Falls over Johnston. And then I'm taking Cedar Falls to win it. All right? Oof. That's my, that's my, and that's my upset alert right there. But I think uh, I've always been impressed with Cedar Falls at the state tournament. Um, I think they've got great guard play, you know, it looks like, you know, from what I can see, they've got some shooting. They got a little bit of everything that it takes to, to win at the state tournament. And I think they're very well coached. I feel like to your point too, with Cedar Falls, um, while they've been a staple uh, down at the state tournament last several years, I I still feel like they always sneak up on everybody, you know, coming in from, you know, they're not in, they're not in the quad cities. They're not in Cedar Rapids. It's like, Oh, by the way, and Cedar Falls. And then you find them in the finals. Um, And so, so that's a, that's a good and interesting pick. And I like the, um, I like the, the based off of, uh, tradition and coaching prestige, uh, yeah. Tom, we, I, I like a different angle. I appreciate that. Um, all right, Adam, what, uh, what do you see? What do you like, uh, coming out of four a? Yeah. Love, love some of these first round matchups as, as a couple of people have mentioned, um, you know, the Kennedy North Northwest game. I'm excited about that. Uh, I, unlike, a lot of you. Um, I think that Kennedy gets past Northwest in that one. Um, riding with my guy, John McCowan there, uh, head coach at Kennedy. And I have all of them same as, as the rest in, in, um, the other three games, Ames, Sear Falls, Johnston. Um, I do like Johnston. Obviously Ames, um, is the number one seed 20 and three for a reason. Uh, so I have Johnston and Ames in the finals. I'm going to ride coach Larson's coattails again. Uh, in the in the in the biggest biggest class uh and and, and roll with johnston uh finals kind of a kind of a been there done that type thing and uh you know as you mentioned real close last year but uh they they get it done this year and um cut down the nets if they get to cut down the nets and the boys on the on on the boys side but uh i'm rolling with the dragons I like that. Um, before I, uh, before I make my pick, I do have to get Doug's pick in here. Um, he, for four a, uh, he's going with Northwest. So, so we've, we've mentioned him, obviously talked a lot about him. Uh, that'd be a five seed coming out, um, winning the state championship. He said Northwest and he said, quote, Sanford kid goes off and breaks the three game scoring record. That's uh, old Doug coming out, going out on a limb, making a comment. Says he's going he, to break the three games. And, and he even said the he even had the lock emoji lock on there. Emoji. So it is a it is a uh, lock. Okay, Tom. Well, I was just going to say now Doug's going to have different picks for these on Saturday, right? <laughs> probably. Yeah. Okay. Just Actually, probably different. probably different picks tomorrow, Tom. Okay, yeah. <laughs> He might change his mind as soon as he uh, gets back in the colder temps. The, the the Arizona heat might be getting to him a little bit. But he he locked the Sanford um, three-game scoring record up. So uh, uh, any of those out there that uh, can find a line, there you go. That That's your insight. Um, but, uh, no, always fun. Uh, I – 
going last kind of sets myself up for not a whole lot of uh, exciting takes on this, but um, I, I'm going to go a little bit of maybe of the Homer pick and, and take the dragons as well. Um, Coach Frick, uh, those boys, they just uh, have the seniors at guard um, been there before kind of got hot at the right time last year, found themselves in the championship. They've been playing their best basketball here at the end of the year. Um, Larson, you alluded to that a little bit too with uh, their, their tournament run and um, what they were able to do. And so I'm going to go Dragons. Um, I have a little bit of a tough time uh, picking, coming out the other way. Um, obviously, Ames Northwest went in uh, in their first games. Um, I don't know. Taking that, taking in uh, that Northwest Ames game up at Ames earlier this year, I liked what I saw from both teams. Um, I think defense travels, and so I'll I'll, I'll take uh, the little Cyclones uh, beating Northwest against Johnston, setting up that Johnston Ames that uh, a lot of us have, and then the Dragons coming out victorious uh, as your 4A champion, setting up of a, a 5A and 4A state championship for the dragons um and quite the year on the hardwood for the purple and gold um so so maybe that's a little bit with my heart and less with my head but that's the pick that uh that's the pick that we're going with here in 4a um still exciting i think as we go through and we take a look at all these um starting starting tomorrow morning uh monday morning here as we take a look at this uh Real quick, guys, I know we didn't prepare for this, but uh, putting you guys a little bit on the spot um, tomorrow morning, what do, what, do we, what do we think? Anything changed? Anything feels different in, in, in the 1A side of things? Or uh, what are you guys excited about there? Hey, I had one thing I have to tell you, Brian, and, yep. and I'm all about it. So on our picks, I liked when you were kind of, everyone's getting over the Ames and Northwest. You, you know, I told you where my heart is at. I just didn't want to make Ames mad because we, we uh, when we didn't pick them the other night, we, we were catching some flack, which we are all about. So I just want all the people that listen, just know we are all about you guys tossing us grief when we get it wrong. So um, I didn't want to make Ames mad in that second round game, though. So, uh, you know, I forget. I forget our, our fan's name, and, uh, but he was he was letting us hear about it. Adam didn't even pick against him and he was letting him hear about it. So <laughs> guys, politically correct does not increase listenership. <laughs> got, we got we have Coach Larson here, a man of the people. A man of the people. I, I just said I'm, I'm, you let us know when you don't like our picks. Yeah. Put, put it out. If you're listening, tweet back at us with your own picks. That's that's what mm -hmm. I want to hear. There you go. Absolutely. Come 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 at us with it. We're ready. Come we're, at we, us we, can, we can take it. We're here for it. So right. um, so real quick then before we get out of here, probably uh probably yeah hopefully you you'll get this. You probably won't listen to it before that 1030 game um tomorrow morning. Excited to kick things off with like Mills Danville um and then uh Chris Larson Christian in Bellevue after that uh at twelve fifteen Northland, North Mahaska, Remsen, uh, West Harrison, Central Lion, Red Oak, and then finishing things up, uh, Pella Christian and Roland Story tomorrow. A full slate of games Monday. Um, Going to be a lot of fun there. 1A, 2A action. 
Uh, as the week continues to move on, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, stay, stay on, stay tuned with us as we go through. We're trying to figure out, and we're going to coordinate. Um, we can't wait till Sunday to have another pot. So we're going to figure something out. We'll get to, get something out here for you guys. Get some reaction um, as far as what we've seen throughout the week. We appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoy this week uh, at at Wells Fargo. Um, before we go, guys, anything with Wells Fargo? So uh, Doug sent in. He goes, one of the most underrated things um about the state tournament is the blue lemonade so blue lemonade you got to get a blue lemonade while you're there um tony you don't seem like you're agreeing or are you looking at something else is there some other (laughs) is there something else that we have to get um the dip dip and dots ice cream of the future um i don't understand they've been saying that for 20 years when's the future going to be here it's still not the ice cream because you can't put it in a cone you can't put it in a cone so i don't know how it's gonna be the ice cream of the future and by the 5A girls game, so the first game of the championship um, on Friday night, they only had rainbow left. All the good kinds were gone. So we got to figure out the dip and dots. Anything else to look forward to when we get to the well, guys? I'll, I'll jump in there. Uh, the, um, I, th- I think they ma- they're made of real strawberries in their like, strawberry smoothie. And they, they have them at Wells Fargo at every event but they taste different at state tournament. So try those promise you, you won't be, uh, uh, you won't be disappointed. Well, father Craig Collison, how do you not look forward to that voice? (laughs) Yes. Imagine (laughs) I'm going with next week. We will not only talk about the basketball, but I want to know, you know, Tony, I think we'll probably get to see most more than the rest of us, but we'll all be down there at some point and watching. I want to know what student section or what crowd is the loudest and brings the most support. So we're going to talk about who, you know, who, who brings, brings it for their community and who has the loudest crowd. And I think you get bonus points for that if you're showing up for the 1030 game, just coming ready to go, too. That's I, something... Or the 7:15, the late game too. If you're there, fired up. Let's go. We, you guys get bonus points. Love seeing like the it. crowd. Love seeing the fans um, and what they're able to do too. It's just so much fun. Um, looking forward to it. Let's get this going. As always, thanks for listening. We want to hear from you. Reach out to us on all of our social channels. Channels. Thanks for listening. Hoop Troop, Shooter Shoot, and now let's play basketball.